All right, coming in hot on a Monday time for the CloverTech Podcast Lounge, episode, I believe, 108. That's 108. February or February or however you want to pronounce it, uh, the first 2021. So welcome for those that are out uh, in the live chat on YouTube and also for those that are watching in a replay around the globe, as it would be podcast world maybe listening. Uh, remember, if you're out there, if you are in the replay, there's probably comments below. You could participate in the conversation there. As far as the live chat goes uh, here on YouTube, that's one of the fun perks of catching this live. You can participate uh, out there in the chat. And remember that Monday is your show. So those topics, uh, questions, whatever, throw them out there. A lot of talk right now going out of alternative calibers and AR-15s and that sort of thing. I do have a guest on deck. Uh, hopefully he will uh, get in here shortly, but uh, should have uh, should have Drew in here. Uh, in fact, that was a uh, text from him. Yeah, so he should be here shortly. Uh, that's Drew from Mean Arms. So Going to ride shotgun with us. Let's give some shout outs uh, while I'm doing that. The Discord server is up. I dropped the link, but I can do that once again. Uh, said I could. Just lost my monitor. What happened here? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the external monitor, my extra monitor died. So there's the Discord server, and we are in the lounge chat channel over there. If you want to uh, chat that way, as far as the live chat, I got it to set it to live chat, not top chat because YouTube wants to change that every single time. But uh, TJ's out there. Calaveras, the tactical pickle out there with us. Artac at daughters looks like as well. 45 ACP or Papa Warsaw Patriot Makojo jumping in. So make sure that you say hi if you're out there live. Uh, and again, throw those topics or whatever or waiting on drew uh mr sanchez dropping in what's up so we're all we're waiting on drew here uh heck we could just have a a normal more of a classic monday i guess talk about a few things uh, obviously dropped a couple of uh hashtag shorts youtube hashtag shorts the last couple days so hopefully y'all are enjoying some of those uh yeah, I was itching that new Browning Buckmark Micro Bull that I picked up. Was really itching to get that thing uh, out on the range and play it with it. Love my Buckmarks, and that was a, a great addition to the family. Got 67 Rebel in the house. DJ out that way. Mr. Rod with the gun cleaners making it in tonight. So, hello, hello, gentlemen, so far. Um, Parcel says, please, no politics, please. I'm wiped out of politics. We don't talk a lot of politics on Monday. We usually get go down the rabbit hole and uh, all that on several different things. I know that there was some chat up there with alternative caliber uh, ARs, AR-10s, and whatever. That Calaveras mentioned that 45 Raptor. And uh, TJ was talking about the 458 SOCOM. I know around here with the ammo thing, I want to talk about that too uh, here shortly. But with the ammo thing, we've got uh, a lot of 350 legend around here, which is interesting. I uh, see that popping up on uh, on the big box store, the Walmart shelves, especially uh, pretty regular. And so let's think about maybe a bolt rifle. 
Uh, don't really want anything in the AR platform for that, but with a bolt rifle or something, could be cool. Um, John's Life jumping in out there. What is up, John? Um, then what else was there? Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the ammo for a second. Got a couple of questions. We'll address those in a minute. Uh, whereabouts you near? J-N-A-V-L says, whereabouts you near? So, yeah, I'm in Texas. Um, not real sure outside of that. Obviously, you can see if I could get the right. I'm not dancing. I promise I'm not. But, uh, yeah, over here, the uh, woohoo. That guy's wife's at the house. Or I saw since he was a shotgun. Yeah, I got the uh, Texas patch panel there. Uh, so, yeah, where am I, I near? I am near where my Clovertech patches are at. <laughs> it's where I'm near. So, yeah. The um, the ammo thing. So, I admin uh, the place on the internet with uh, a forum. Let's just say a forum, right? But buy sell trade things like that and we had an institute uh, institute institute yeah institute of policy today where we did not allow ammunition posts anymore <laughs> um it had gotten it's gotten to the point that the gouging is unbelievable uh and i do not have a problem with thank you uh discord for finally posting the thumbnail there to the chat appreciate it um yeah it's it's gotten to the point i I've got a real problem with some of the low-life vultures out there. I don't mind calling you that. And if I see you to your face, I'll call you that to your face. I don't mind. Um, if you're buying the ammunition to even to keep to stockpile or whatever, more power to you. Go for it. Not a problem with it. Uh, if you are uh, buying it to use it, obviously, or whatever, I got no problem with it. More power to you. But these people that are going out and buying um, going out and buying ammunition and then immediately turning right around after they give 12, maybe 13 bucks a box and putting it over on uh, forums and whatnot for $50 a box. That's got to stop. Um, that's just going to prolong the drought as long as uh, you guys are out there doing that. So if you're one of those people, um, knock it the heck off is what I'm going to say. Uh, if you're out there and you want to defend that by hollering capitalism or whatever you want to holler about, uh, yeah, you may want to reevaluate uh, the way that you think, right? Uh, is capitalism worth more to you than the 2A? Is capitalism uh, greedy capitalism, right? Greedy capitalism, is that more, worth more to you than the 2A? Is that worth more than you than a strong firearm community? Uh, by allowing people to get the ammunition they need to go train and stuff like that. Because I see people trying to get their license to carry and stuff like that. And they can't because they can't get ammunition. So there's my rant on uh, ammo. And we do got some questions. We're going to get to those. Uh, Riding shotgun with Charlie. He, he is out there. He says, weren't you uh, just uh, on shooting in the woods with Joe and Tony? I was over there listening. So we're going to bring Mr. Drew in. Hopefully he's ready. I see him backstage. Hopefully he hasn't eaten all the cookies back there. Let's hope. So I'm going to bring uh, Mr. Drew in here. Let's say, what's up, bro? Uh, your mic's not working or your. Can you hear me? If you can hear me, your mic's not working. We'll give him a second and see if he can. Nope. 
<laughs> so maybe he could get that. Maybe he could get that fixed. Maybe How about now. Hey, we got you, bro. Sweet. Is that coming in? It's coming in. You're good, man. You're good. They'll let us know out there if they can hear you. But if I can hear you, uh, they should be. Uh, yeah, they should be able to hear you. So it should be good. Thanks for jumping in, man. Appreciate it. Whoops. And he just disconnected himself. So we'll wait till uh, he comes back in. So Benjamin is out there. He said he sold 10 millimeter for 40 at 5.56 for 60. He doesn't want to gouge. Uh, depending on how much the quantities or whatever are on that. Uh, I don't know if that's a gouging price or not. So that's why I didn't want to say uh, what was a fair price or what was not. I didn't want to regulate prices on that forum. So that's why we just suspended it. We were like, hey, for a week or two, we're going to suspend it and, uh, and see what happens, you know. So Drew is having issues. Let me get with him in the uh, chat right here. My apologies for ignoring some people. So TJ says, just got to deal an XL 750. So you don't have to have to deal. I just have to find the components. And right now is a horrible time to be finding components as well. Uh, if Drew's out there, if he's listening, you may have to drop completely out, come back in. Um, Cause your devices are not connected. Uh, but Kojo says, how much ammo should you have per caliber? Uh, that's a good question for everybody out there in the chat, probably to uh, chime in and everything. But it uh, depends on how much you shoot. Uh, I've got stuff that I've only got maybe 40, 60 rounds, and then I'm able to reload from there. Uh, that's all I really keep on hand, more hunting caliber than anything. Uh, then I've got plinking stuff that several thousand because I want to be able to go out and uh, have fun and enjoy myself. So anywhere in between a few dozen to several thousand. Uh, Calaveras is saying, I recall your family member deer hunts with a 410 due to recall. The 350 Legend might be good for them too. Uh, yeah, 350 Legend could be a, uh, supposed to be similar to ballistically, I think the 3030. Best I can tell is a really, really good shooting around. I was, I have had some experience on the 350 Legend, uh, and I like it. Works really well suppressed too. Uh, yeah. So uh, Mr. Sanchez says he's finding some stuff on the platform that shall not be mentioned. Uh, getting 30 to 70 cents around, which is quite ridiculous, actually. John's lost said 38 special is easier to find than nine, uh, which is weird. Uh, that would be right up my alley, though. I need to load some 38 special really, really badly. And uh, hopefully I can get to that in the next couple of weeks. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I've been stacking up. Uh, actually, you ha you wouldn't notice unless you're either a channel member or a Patreon patron. Because those are the guys that get the early content releases. But I've been stacking stuff up and getting it in the bank. Um, and so once I can get ahead on that, then I can hopefully devote a little time to reloading and writing articles for gear report and doing some other things. Speaking of those Patreon patrons, shout out to those guys. Most of the blue names in the chat uh, over there are uh, with the wrenches are going to be Patreon patrons. And if they have a heart emoji, or if you see folks throw it out the my little ponies or the rainbows, then they have access to the channel member perks as well, which is the, um, yeah, the special emojis. So we had some pretty good questions up here. 
uh our tacky daughter says did you did you tgc showed 11 new buck marks coming out uh yeah they they buckmark browning discontinued a lot of their buck marks last year and then there's quite a few different things that they've got coming out uh Here's the thing about a buck mark for those out there. Oh, Travis P11 hit me up and he was asking about the buck mark. So here's something that's, that's, um, everybody needs to know about a buck mark. When you're talking about the trigger, which is one of the best out of the box triggers on a firearm, period, is the Browning buck mark. Um, when you're talking about a trigger in the frame, they're pretty much all the same. There's a little bit of difference when it comes to slide, not a whole lot from model to model. And there is obviously a difference when it comes to the barrel length. Uh, and the type of barrel, right? The barrel profile and that sort of stuff. Uh, but that stuff can be easily, you know, upgraded, changed over whatever. So um, for a lot of people looking for that first browning buck mark, you can still find them. You can find sales and other things going on, and you can find the buck mark camper. And I've got competition. Two of my competition rigs uh, started life as the cheap buck mark camper. And, um, uh, somewhere around 300 bucks or so. So not, not too terribly expensive, but just understand that when you're paying for the upgraded versions, um, you're paying for a different barrel profile. You're paying maybe for different grips. Uh, the inherent function of the gun, how well the trigger, how good the trigger break is, uh, the action and stuff like that. It's all the same. It's all the same. So it just depends on, you know, how much more you want to pay for that fancy kind of stuff. Right. 45 ACP out there, uh, and I'm going backwards in the chat if you guys haven't figured this out because I did miss some of these things early. Uh, says, what common guns are available in my area? A lot of hunting stuff is still available in this area. A lot of black powder stuff is still available. Hunting, I mean, bolt action, uh, over and under shotguns, semi-auto shot, anything shotgun related. Um, interestingly enough, a lot of Springfields, like the Hellcat, uh, and a lot of... Uh, Larger frame SIGs are still available, like the 320s and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm seeing the SIGs. Seeing a lot of 1911s still around. Um, the smaller stuff seems to go pretty quick. The, the concealed, if I can talk, the concealed carry stuff, uh, that sort of stuff seems to go pretty quick. And honestly, I'm not seeing a lot of revolvers, at least not double action revolvers. So, unfortunately, Drew fell out. Hopefully... He can get back in or get things going. Uh, maybe. If not, then I guess I'll just fly solo tonight with uh, you guys. You're not going to mind. I'm sure you'll keep me plenty busy. Uh, scroll up here. So, yeah, make sure I got caught up with all of that. I think I got caught up. If I missed anybody uh, back there going backwards with the questions, then by all means, let me know. Um the guy's wife's talking about the cookies. Yeah, those uh, keto-compliant peanut butter cookies are the bee's knees. Uh, 45 ACP says that uh, he's going through with loading and withdrawal, reloading withdrawals at the moment. Uh, saving what I have so I can load what I need later. Uh, that's one of the things is having plenty of reloading supplies. The key to it all, is buying everything outside of a panic. 
because uh, once you start getting into situations like we are now, you get people that are of the mentality, well, can't get ammo, I'm going to buy the reloading stuff. The price goes up on that stuff. You start having the vultures that we were talking about earlier, uh, gouging people on reloading components and stuff like that. It's horrible. And uh, yeah, so stock up at good times and you can weather through the, you could weather through the bad pretty doggone easily. Um, John says, got a question. Said, would wad cutters work good out of a three-inch barrel for defensive use? Uh, it's something I could find cheaper than uh, thirty-five to forty dollars a box. I absolutely love wad cutters. Now I load my own. I uh, use one hundred and fifty-eight grain uh, double-end wad cutter. Actually, uh, looks like a little barrel, literally, and uh, I love those. And I mainly love them because they punch perfectly round holes in paper. It just looks cool. Uh, but they also shoot good out of several different revolvers that I've got. So uh, would that work? Um, yeah, I mean, wad cutters have, have traditionally done the job for years. I don't see why they, they wouldn't. Um, and I'd rather you, if you're talking about a defensive thing, I'd rather you have something rather than nothing. But I don't, for me, I've got plenty of Winchester PDX-1. That's the one that I like to carry as far as 38 Special goes. And um, I wouldn't carry I wouldn't carry a wad cutter over that PDX-1 for sure. Um, but in the event I didn't have any of the PDX-1, that's another story. So, um, yeah, it just depends on what you've got access to and, and all of that. Uh, DJ out there says, hashtag Broly. There we go. Uh, jumping around. G23, I see. He's jumped into the chat out there. What is up, man? Um, Calavera says he still needs to get a powder flask and percussion caps before he could use his black powder pistol. Um, yep. That stuff should still be pretty available for sure. Uh, DJ out there is asking, where did I get the groovy hat, the Bucky's cap? Um, yeah, for those that, that don't know, the wife and I did a road trip this weekend. Uh, and I could actually show this. So I will show this. <laughs> um, so we did a road trip. And uh, yeah, we went to the Bucky's because Bucky's is awesome. If you're ever down Texas Way, you get a chance. Definitely stop in a Bucky's. Uh, this was a structured cap. You'll notice all the caps I wear pretty much, they have the structured front, right? I just like that. Uh, so this is the only cap they had. I've never had a Bucky's cap. And I uh, picked it up, picked up a shirt. And I'll show you this shirt because you guys have never seen this shirt uh, on me. But uh, it is a, picked up a Bucky's shirt. There it is right there. And uh, it's a crawfish shirt. Now, I had one of these. And I'm going to tell them myself, but there it is right there. Bucky's crawfish shirt. But uh, yeah, I picked up that and this cap. And I had one of those shirts before, and I'm really bad. I'm, I'm a dude, right? I was wearing it, and I did something, and I got grease or something on it uh, and ruined it like two days after I got it. So I bought me another one of those because I like that. I don't like crawfish, but I like that shirt. It's cool. Uh, so I picked that up, picked the cap up. Uh, also picked up that Browning Buckmark. On that road trip, Adlin picked up this uh, right here. You can see that or not. Don't know if it's gonna it's going to uh, focus in. It's probably not. But that is Eldorado PMC Eldorado thirty thirty Starfire. So there's going to be some videos coming up on this. 
but 3030 Starfire, they don't make it anymore. Got two boxes of this I traded for. Uh, it is 3030 Winchester, but it has a wickedly awesome hollow point projectile. That is the PMC Starfire projectile, right? And they haven't made this ammo in probably close to two decades, I'm guessing, or well over a decade, I think. Uh, they haven't made that. So look for some more of that coming up on the, uh, on the channel soon, but yeah, I made a big road trip, had some fun, spent the day with the wife. Uh, it was, uh, it was all right. James Nelson, I see he's jumping in out there. He said they just opened a Bucky's in middle of Georgia. So that's awesome. Great. Most of their stores I think are in Texas, but, uh, yeah. So I think Drew is back or tried to come back. So how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, we got it. Success, man. Success. So sorry on that. Um, fine. We uh we need to work together a little little more because we need to teach you how to podcast, bro. Apparently. <laughs> right? What we need to teach is the laptop to communicate properly with the sound mixer that we have. Well, here's your problem. I can tell right now, the folks out in the chat will agree with me. I can tell right now just by looking, Drew, you've got way too much crap. <laughs> Get rid of like 90% of all that fancy crap you got, and it'll work, man. Yeah, it was. Oh, boy. Well, we got it. Um, you know, $100 headset, old <laughs> old iPhone for a camera. It's all you need, man. It's all you need. We, we like to go big or go home, so. Right, right. Well, it's probably the, on the company nine mostly anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So there you go. Why not? So what's been going on with you or you guys or whatever? It's been, everything's been crazy here. Um, just. No, uh -uh. really? <laughs> How so? Um, so I guess if you want to go like product wise, just or product by product, um, all of our restricted state products for like California, New York, Massachusetts, uh, the restricted state endomags, the MA loaders for 556, and then the loaders for 308, all of our mag locks. Those things have been, we've been full production on those running around the clock. Um, we can't, we, <laughs> the demand is so high, it's insane. Um, right. And as far as standard endomag wise, that, that demand is right up there too, especially with up until recently, when nine mil was plentiful and five five six was not, uh, more and more people started finding the endo mag and started shooting up the nine. Well, now you can't find ammo anywhere, so. Right. Uh, West jumping in and defense dad is out there too. What's up, guys? So yeah, on Monday, Drew, we're just kind of laid back, and I mean, we've been chatting about the road trip with my wife this weekend, chatting a little bit about the ammo shortage, chatting a little bit about. Uh, alternative calibers for ARs, just a lot of different things going on. Mario is jumping out there. Uh, well, I'll let you field this question, Drew. I know the answer to it, but I'll let you answer this. He says, where's Mean Arms located? That's what Calaveras is saying. Uh, we are in Woodstock, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. So there you, there you, there you go, right? Georgia. I remember hearing something in the news about Georgia recently. What was that? I don't remember. Something. Yeah, some big something. I can't remember now what it was. Maybe somebody out in the chat will remind me. 
what that was, but they, there was something they were just hoopla in Georgia. I don't remember. I was, uh, I was too busy trying to get that sweet, sweet money off of YouTube shilling for companies. So I wasn't really paying attention to that sort of thing. Um, 45 ACP said he ran some endo mags in his last video, uh, and they were flawless. So there you go. Some instant yeah. feedback. I, that, that's one of my favorite things about doing this is, is getting to getting to hear people that are obviously outside of just the industry in general, not, not working in a, in a perfect environment in a laboratory where everything works flawlessly when right. you hand it off to somebody and then they actually get to go use it. It works and they have fun with it. And then they have, they tell us that's the trifecta. It, right. it, it really is humbling. So thank you. Uh, we, we genuinely appreciate your business as a, as a small business. You know, y'all keep us going. Uh, Artac out there, he says that uh, y'all are about an hour and a half from him. So, yeah, not not too far. With um, <laughs> you know, with everything going on, I mean, did did was you sort of heartbroken about Shot Show not happening this year? What the what's your feelings on that? It was a bittersweet, uh, bittersweet moment. The bitter part being, I don't get to first off, I don't get to see you or um or miller or anybody else yeah anybody else or uh, meet anybody new right or you get to meet whatever you get to meet anybody new. but the the sweet part was um i did not have to be honorary sherpa with all of our equipment this year <laughs> yeah well and too i mean with it i'm assuming that y'all been 120 percent for the last close to the last year right i've got to assume that it's been insane. And so, and so having that production schedule and everything else going, plus having to worry about shot show that had y'all are not an enormous company. So that's gotta be a, a strain to even have to be thinking about shot show while you've got that side of things wrapped up as well. Yeah. Luckily here, um, like you said, it is a small family business. Everybody wears multiple hats here, so it doesn't ever really fall onto one person to make sure that everything's ready for shot. It, everybody pitches in and helps. So, um, and since we got our, we, we got our new booth last year, which you saw, um, that's all packaged up, ready to go. We, when we brought it back to Georgia, I mean, it, it's been stationed and ready to go. We were actually supposed to go to a, and some people may know this, uh, website called the outdoors trader. We were actually scheduled to go have our booth at the Georgia event. It was supposed to be in May, which obviously got canceled. Uh, so hopefully, I think they just reannounced when the next one is, and I, it's either March or again May this year. So I'm not sure if we're going to that. I would like to go. Um, so, so I want to talk about something that that kind of feeds into something that I did want to talk about. Kind of let everybody out there know. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to talk about that. I see Ozzy jump in though. So what's up, Ozzy? Remember that this is y'all's conversation out there. Uh, and I want to take a second and remind everybody it's in replay or listening to the audio form that comments are down below. Jump into the conversation at any time. Um, but I got a message the other day. I think most most everybody that I see out there in the chat know this, but uh, I'm a member of the Professional Outdoor Media Association or POMA. And I got an email the other day where POMA has got an event scheduled for the 8th of March in Talladega. Okay. Not, ter not terribly far from you guys. Um, now, I don't know the particulars if you're not a corporate member or whatever, a POMA. Uh, I know that as far as the media side, if you weren't a POMA member, there was some fees and some other things, right? But 
if you're looking to add a show or something like that, and being that that's just one state over for you guys, uh, you might pass that along. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. After this, if you email me the and any kind of info for that. We're, we're always, we're up for anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't want to speak for, I don't know the corporate side of, of Palma and what it costs to become a corporate member or, you know, if there's a, I'm sure there's a fee for, uh, a corporate going to the event, but I know there's companies that are signed up for the event that are not corporate Palma members. So, uh, yeah, I'll feed you, I'll feed you what info I can on that. Uh, and you know, for those out there in the chat listening, yeah, look for that in the next couple of months, uh, assuming that nothing happens and that doesn't get canceled, right? With the crazy that's going on. So we got, uh, what are we saying? 45 ACP says, be it in Georgia. Have you heard anything from Honor Defense? Uh, they went dark at the first of the year. Uh, I haven't heard anything from, I need to hit them up. I, I'm glad you said something. Uh, I've got his cell number. Uh, I've tried to even think of, is that Gary? I believe Gary uh, is the guy that owns Honor Defense. So I will, uh, I'll try to hit him up and see what they've, what they've got going on. It's very possible that you see some companies go dark and back me up on this, Drew, your opinion or whatever, but it's very possible if we're talking about a smaller company and the demand out there that they simply can't keep up. They have to kind of go dark and, and shut down. I see that being a problem. Do you, do you think that? Yeah, especially like, like I said, for, at least for us, you know, we can't really speak for our, for others, but when it's, it is a small business and it's all hands on deck, I mean, it's all hands on deck. So, I mean, even with our social media, you know, we didn't, we didn't post a, a big extravagant video this this whole covid um we kept up with our basic social media like instagram and facebook but we didn't we didn't upload anything to youtube we just didn't have the time to to <laughs> to go blow right. eight hours out of range trying to get five minutes of good video <laughs> and especially with georgia where so this morning i drove into work it was snowing and then at lunch i went outside and it was like 65 and sunny and then wow. we outside again and it was 35 and we had the torch jet thing blowing to keep wow. us we were working on a hose <laughs> so you, you never know here um you can have a forecast i mean the weather people have no idea what's mm-hmm. happening so yeah that's the only that's the only job where you can be right a small percentage of the time and still keep your job for whatever reason right <laughs> uh, uh so mario out there he's got a pretty good question because i've heard this from the uh from the ammunition side of things uh, when they talk about raw materials and not that there's a shortage necessary, it's, it's COVID related, really the shortages, but, uh, he says, okay, question for Drew, uh, are y'all having any trouble when it comes to the raw materials to do stuff? Y'all uh, had any issues as far as, as far as our products go, uh, not that I'm aware of that's outside of, uh, of, of my, uh, Herbie. spoke or scope, <laughs> um, I'm an R&D, so I kind of, they, they put me in a room with another couple guys, and right. I, we're told to just come up with stuff and make sure everything's functioning right. So Manufacturing a, handles all that, but, but as far a, as ammo a, goes, I mean, I mean, it, everybody in the industry is hurting. Um, I now have to actually count how much ammo we spend. 
Wow. That didn't, that didn't used to be a thing. Right. <laughs> the pallet right. would come in. And when the pallet was half empty, we got another pallet, you know, but yeah. now it's, wow. Hey, let's, uh, let's keep the shooting to a minimum just to be safe. So, wow. So now can you tell us, is that room padded and, and free of sharp objects or is that, that confidential? The, the shooting room? Well, you said they lock you in a room and I'm just wondering oh. if, if it's padded and if there are any sharp objects in there. <laughs> it's mixed. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so you talked about the the uh, the less free states and stuff like that, but what is this? We talked last. It's been a while since we've talked last. But uh, how's the upper coming? How's the lowers going? What's what's all happening with that stuff? Oh, all everything is everything's moving. Um, we actually have a so for example the triggers, the hybrid triggers. Um, those are actually about ready to ship. That's the last step oh, wow. is literally just built. We're building up the inventory to release because uh, like we originally experienced with the endomag and with the loader, yep. we made what we thought was sufficient for the first release and then they sold out. And right. then we had, a, we had like a three week back order four week back order. So uh, with these, we're, we're aiming to not have that happen. So that way, when these things are on the website, they're for sale, you can buy them. There is no back order. Um, but even with our restricted state stuff, we still are we're still working through a few days uh, of a backlog. It, the 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 demand is just absolutely nuts. But the uppers are coming along, um, the barrels are coming along in the different lengths. Um, so again, it's it's literally just sourcing everything into the packages that we're going to offer. So the uppers right. will be we got essentially three three and a half. You're going to have just a complete upper. That way, it's out of the box. It runs. Um, the next thing is going to be bolt barrel combo. That way you can put it on any 5.56 upper um, and therefore 5.56 handguard and all that jazz. And then the third option is going to be a complete firearm. So, uh, which would be one, this would be one of them here in the 11 inch barrel range as well as a 16. So, um, I don't know if any other barrel links are to come in the initial release, but I do know that those two are going to be initial. So, now are all of those in the roller? Yes. Style. Yeah. These are okay. yeah. So these are the roller delay. Uh, this is the roller delay upper, and that's kind of the beauty of it is you look at it from the outside, and it's just a five five six upper. So right, um, right. It's really it is really funny. We'll go to the, when we do go to when we're not shooting in our range and we're out shooting at the local ranges. You know, um, we we always support the local guys too. Um, right. We'll be shooting on the range, and the people next to us will be like. What is that? Is that suppressed? And then they see no suppressor on it, and they they're really confused because <laughs> right. they see the they see the five five six mag, right? And then they see what looks to be just a normal AR, but it sounds really weird. It sounds quiet, um, and then they shoot it, and they don't understand why the recoil is the way that it is, right? And then right. then we go, huh? It's it's nine mil. <laughs> so and so that's all that's all you guys are doing then is that that roller delay, right? You're not doing anything in direct impingement. Um, uh, for right now, yeah, this is this is our main focus. Gotcha. Um, well, why not go for gold from the start, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, that, I mean why, why mess with why mess with how old the technology is that at this point? Fifty years, sixty year technology, 60 years, right? Yeah. When uh, when you can you can go with the new stuff, the better stuff, right out of the gate. Exactly, and and, and that's what, and that again, that's what I've been working on, um, in, in R and D, um. So I, I can only speak for, for this as far as 
as far as the roller delay blowback and then the endomags and then the loaders and the trigger trying to get all of those you know across the finish line and actually shipping right so right um we're always doing something though there's always always new stuff coming out um always new things in the works that we try to release obviously close to shot show um mm. even if we don't go you know we'll we'll leave some nuggets of info and get people interested so there is more to come uh buck is joining us out there so is jma so what's up guys uh wes out there he says did the endo mag only work on 30 rounders uh or can you go with a 10 or a 20 rounder with that so um i'm gonna i'm gonna answer the question the way i think uh, the way i think it's written as the p mag tube itself right you're asking correct. if it fits only in a 30 round p mag that is correct it does it comes only fitting in Gen 2 or Gen 3 30 round PMAGs. Now, there are, we actually have had a lot of customers emailing us pictures of them chopping down. That's what the, I was fixing to say. You could so probably. The, the caveat to that is it's, it's not going to function the same because you're cutting down the spring, you're cutting down the guide strap, yeah. and you're cutting down the, uh, the, the central spine of it. So while you can get it to work, um, the the reliability over time, you know, we don't really know. We right. we designed all the components that are in it to be there, not to not be there. <laughs> so um, it can be done. Um, we have had people send us both ten round and twenty rounders. Now, on both of those instances, they alerted to us that when they did chop it down, that it was it was very inconsistent at the ninth or tenth or the nineteenth or twentieth round, just because the the followers having to bottom out right um it, it's now bottoming out on the actual bottom of the p mag not where it should be if that make instead of the the floor plate of right. the endo mag so no i got you so it can be yeah. done um so and that is something we're looking at um as the demand keeps coming up if people really if i mean if we're just being absolutely well, bombarded then you know we're going to answer the market I, and give them what they want so i don't know i don't know that 10 round would be an absolute with that but i use a lot of 20 rounders and when you're talking about shooting prone off a bench your barricades you're talking about that type of scenario a 30 rounder gets in the way sometimes um that yeah, little absolutely. bit of that little bit of difference you know does make a difference in some applications so having that available for a 20 rounder um and would that be you know from your since you're in r&d would that be just kind of going to the, to the drawing board with it and just kind of redesigning how that would need to come from the factory with what weight spring and size spring and that sort of yeah, stuff. To exactly. Yeah. Making it fit in a 20 round box is the easy part. It's the longevity of the spring that changes. Um, and that's so. going to be the weight of the spring, the, all of that is going to be kind of be the factor, right? Right. So with the people who are like, who are chopping everything off and trying to get them to fit, um, if you have it compressed too hard, then A, you'll wear out the spring. Mm -hmm. B, the, the magazine will be a pain in the butt to load because now you've got too stiff of a spring for how many rounds you're trying to get in. So, um, And then if you cut off too much, now you're not loading the last few rounds in the mag. They're just kind of floating towards the top. So, um, And we do not use a standard spring. A lot of people think that it is just a standard PMAG 556 spring. It is a completely different spring. We had to design that from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that was one of the hardest things to to get right is the spring. Um, I can imagine. Wow. Well, 
yeah, I've made I've made springs before, and uh, it's fun. There's a lot of trial and error. For a sure. lot. <laughs> uh, Warsaw Patriot. He says he's been experiencing a lot of uh, shipping taking two weeks when they place an order to to get products out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're seeing that across the industry. What are yeah. y'all? What are y'all's typical times? Are y'all falling within that range too? It it honestly depends. Um, and I know that's a terrible answer. Sure. Um, well, it's going to depend on the item, right? It's going to depend on how it, quickly right, the size of it. You guys produce um, that, right? It's, right? It makes a difference. We've had packages, and it did my own personal packages too. Um, they would ship from, for example, Alabama or Florida. They would rebound out of Las Vegas or Sacramento, and then come all the way back to Atlanta. No idea, and it yeah, wasn't just once or twice. It was it was just completely random. But then other people get them in two days. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, luckily, that's not on our hands. You know, we we have a I mean, we have a truck come every single day, five days a week. We're we're shipping stuff. So, yeah. Um, once once it leaves our hands, I mean, normally, obviously, the majority of it, the the, the postal service and UPS and uh, FedEx, they do a pretty good job of getting everything. But it, it also it also just depends. Um, they actually just announced. Um, I think it was yesterday, actually, that there's going to be a new Amazon hub, like. 30 minutes, 20 minutes away from us. So that may, that may change the game as I heard well about as far that. as shipping yeah, infrastructure. So, yeah, I heard about a new Amazon hub in Georgia. So yeah, that's probably the one they were talking about. Uh, G23, we got ghost tactical jumping in. Speaking I of mean. the devil out there, uh, Mario says 20 rounders. What are you in Vietnam? Hey, there's a, there's <laughs> a, there's a time and a place. I'm telling you. For the 20 rounders, I don't know about 10 rounders or five or anything crazy like that, but 20 rounders, I think there's a time and a place. Um, G23, you get this one. You get this one a lot. We probably talked about it last time we talked, but he's throwing it out there. AK stuff. Are y'all, is there anything y'all have looked into as far as AK stuff? We are involved in everything, is, is what I can say. Um, so the AR is the American rifle. So until the AK platform actually puts up a fight to <laughs> take over that, then no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, we, we do, we, d we dabble in, in all AR platforms. I mean, uh, what is it now? So it's, it's 2021, 2019 shot show, uh, was when we got our, our first booth in and that was our small booth, which is when we met you guys. Um, the little 10 by 10, you know, tiny crayon <laughs> booth. Um, we released our pistol at that shot show. Um, and that is still in the works. A pistol is a huge monumentous project to try to not even just prove that it works. Anything is easy to like, you know, to, to, to design engineer, prove out machine it. That's the easy part. The hard part is gearing up and, and getting, you know, however many 10, 20, 50, thousand dollar machines how many of those do you need to be able to start producing your own barrels your own slides your own pistol grips all your magazines your springs all that stuff so um we're still we're still building up that um so yeah right no i hear you i threw the uh through the discord server out there we're in the uh lounge chat channel on the cloverfield discord server if anybody out there wants to uh chat on that side of things uh running down through here looking at what we've got so far dj says uh, where can you score replacement mag springs asking for a friend um 
Are we talking about mean arm mag springs? Are we talking about mag springs in general? So if it is mean arms springs, if something's wrong with your endomag, just email us at support at mean arms. We cover everything we sell with a bulletproof lifetime warranty. So it does not matter to us whether you broke it intentionally or you didn't read the instructions and it broke or if it broke due to actual use. Um, trust me, we've seen it all. Right. <laughs> so um, if oh. it is the spring also because and if you have an endomag, you'll probably look at it and go, this thing looks like a pain in the butt to assemble, which is why they come pre-assembled. Um, so if it is, if there is something wrong with your spring for whatever reason, you know, it doesn't matter to us. We'll warranty it a hundred percent. Right. Uh, defense dad's saying at 1299 for P mags might just be cheaper to get a new mag. Yeah. If he's talking about just a, a P mag spring. Now I can't remember the last place I bought springs. I can't either. Um, uh, P mags only just I've went up a, in price like this summer. I mean, P mags over a, here in Woodstock and Marietta, Georgia, just yeah. outside of Atlanta. I'm not kidding. The Gen twos were like six ninety nine, up yeah. until like March, May, or sorry, May, June, July, or whatever. That was when they finally hit the ten dollar mark. So, so I've got a drawer of springs over there. So I've that have had them for years. Um, but hit me up, DJ, if you're talking about just regular P mag springs or even Millsurp springs or whatever. Uh, and I'll see if I can't go back and figure out where I got them. I can visualize the website in my mind right now. I just cannot think of what it is. But they sell a lot of Millsurp style stuff and mostly springs and screws and rods and switches and levers and parts like that. Uh, but I just can't remember where at this particular time, unfortunately. Every firearms owner needs an oops drawer. <laughs> um, definitely. <laughs> um, I got a, uh, so he's talking about the Browning Buckmark micro bull. You know, it's for first of the chat before you got here that I picked up this weekend. And of course I had to get out. I had to shoot a video with that. I had to get some Instagram posts. I had to do some other things. And so I was going to break out all my other Buckmarks and I had one that was disassembled and in a box and all the parts when it went into the a box were in the box. But when I went to get it put back together so I could get pictures and everything, the parts weren't there. Uh, <laughs> luckily, uh, I've used buck marks in competition myself and kids and even some of the some of the kids that aren't my kids that used them. Uh, for years, I had literally a box, uh, basically a double-sided tackle box, right, uh, that had extra barrels, springs, you know, anything and everything for rounding buck marks. So, uh, yeah, having that. If you own more than one of a uh, particular platform of some sort, we'll call them platforms. Yeah, having uh, having spare parts and extra parts, not a bad thing. Uh, especially not nowadays, right? Where a lot yeah. of stuff's out of stock. You're not gonna. You're simply not gonna get it. Yeah, for whatever reason, detent springs and detents are like the toilet paper back in March last year. We got Ivor Johnson over there in the Discord. He says, "Are there usually people here in the in the back chat asking for a friend?" Uh, occasionally there are, not pretty regular. And I did type that over there, so I don't know if he's watching while he's uh, on the Discord or not. But uh, yeah, if you prefer Discord over uh, over the YouTube thing, uh, just listen to YouTube, and then you can Discord on your on your uh, phone or whatever. Defense dad says, yeah, I thought he might be talking about that. Uh, wasn't trying to take away from mean arms. Uh, no, bro. It's, it's all good. Uh, it is. No, I haven't taken away anything. 
45 ACP saying thanks for going over some of the manufacturing infrastructure and the cost. So many shooters look at uh, new and innovative stuff. It's overpriced and have no clue what it took to bring it to market. Um, Y'all think more importantly is the people that talk about the lack of innovation. And it's like we had this conversation. We had this conversation. It's been a lot of conversation, obviously, with no shot show. Right. Yeah. And so you've got people that go, oh, who cares? Because nobody ever has anything new at SHOT Show, blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, you know what? If you if you don't see the new and the innovative in the industry every year, you're not looking at the in the right place. Right. Which is why you hunt in the dungeon every year. You're you're looking at the you're looking at the big companies, the big established companies that have their bread and butter. And they could fall back on that and just mass produce that bread and butter all the time. And if they release a new model of that bread and butter, maybe they shorten the barrel by a quarter of an inch, right? Maybe they <laughs> extend the grip by a quarter of an inch. Maybe they add an ambi something or another control to it, right? That's the most that you're going to get from those companies. Um, but there's a lot of smaller ones out there. And sadly, you don't get the FaceTime. You just don't get the the exposure with those companies to see that there are people like mean arms uh, that's doing some really cool, innovative stuff. I mean, again, you talked about the various you know, platforms and ways that those uppers and things are going to, you know, are rolling out and you're not even messing with piston driven. You're not even messing with the, the direct impingement, the, <laughs> all of that mess. Right. Right. It's like, it's, why, why mess with it? That's old tech. Right? Exactly. So if, if it's not, if it now, just because it's new, you know, we're not we're not someone who just goes, oh, it's new. Look at this. It has to serve a fundamental performance improvement mm-hmm. for us to even be interested in doing it. Um, and ideas, honestly, they pop up all the time. It comes from and, and this isn't me just putting, you know, just try, kind of blowing smoke here. But personally, like our customers are just the best. They email us all the time. They're like, hey, have you guys thought of inventing this? Hey, have you thought of producing this? And, you know, people are just feeding us all these ideas that. And once you start seeing enough of them, you start putting, you start connecting the dots and going, okay, there's, there's a sizable market for X product that people want to see. And once we dropped the MA loader back in 2017, that's really when that snowball started happening. And so, um, you know, half the, I mean, you probably agree to this, the majority of not just, uh, innovation, but the majority of problems are found by the end user. Sure in a normal condition. So, um, and just pain points in general, um, you know, again, like the MA loader pain point being you have to disassemble your firearm, you know? So we we were alerted to that pain point that there's no fast way to load a restricted firearm. So, you know, we figured it out. <laughs> right. um, so if, if there is anything out there that people are wanting that doesn't exist yet, we're the company that can make it happen. So, uh, feel free to reach out. We love we love hearing from you guys, from everybody. Um, as far as what do you want, you know that that's the kind of stuff that kind of that really fuels us to go. Okay, let's go after this. This is cool. This is interesting. No one's doing this, or everyone's doing this very poorly, and this is why things are failing, or this is why nobody does it this way. Um, it's it, it's always fun. It, it it's never the same thing twice. Like you said, you know we're not we're not revolutionizing a sixty year old technology, right? <laughs> Right. Other than the fact that our gun is simply a really accurate rock flinging device. That's about as basic as it gets. So we're in the right. rock flinging business. Right. <laughs> right. 
uh, ghost out there saying people don't know how much, uh, or they don't realize it anyway, how much uh, the first, in quotes, gun cost. He says millions uh, in uh, time and money in the R&D process. Yeah, and it's that way with anything, right? It's, I think people don't realize that whether we're talking about electronics, whether we're talking about firearms, whether we're talking about uh, your couch, <laughs> your car, whatever it is, uh, a lot of, lot of time and money and effort and work and everything else, right, uh, goes into that first one. And then how much goes into refinement after that first exactly. one before you have a production ready model? People don't realize that either. You don't just come up and go, hey, I got an idea. You whittle something out in your garage. Well, then you've got all kinds of barriers before you can bring it to production that you've got to exactly. do it. So especially with just, and now then you start getting into materials. Mm-hmm. And then when those two materials start working with each other, they stu- start doing weird things that you wouldn't otherwise know. Right. And, and, and as an engineer, one of the, pro- this is something that I have to deal with all the time is whenever I have something and I'm working on it and it's functioning, I have to, begrudgingly hand it off to someone else in our in the company for them to take a look at it who has been unbiased from how it works mm-hmm. and they come back and they bring it to me and it's broken and i was like to me it's obvious like wh- why would you do that and then i look at it and go oh okay that's pretty obvious why that happened but i won't break it because i know how it works right and that having that back and forth you know research development research development I and mean, it, it really is it's a tennis match and sometimes those tennis matches can go on for years before you get yep. even a pre-production model. And by this point, you've spent millions of dollars and you know thousands and thousands of hours of time for multiple people to go, oh, we go a different route. Right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> to find uh, out something doesn't work, right? Right. Like, like, and then uh, we- some things, um, so for example, um, and we're not to shy away from this because we fixed it, and it was our customer base who told us, hey, this is we're having a slight problem with and this is the very first endomag when we had the first batch go out. Um, the follower was not lifting the bolt catch on the last round bolt hold open, which was one of the main selling features of the endomag is that you get last round bolt hold open. A lot of the AR9s don't even have that. Right. So you have no idea when your gun runs empty. Same thing with an MP5, even though I love MP5s, you don't know when you run empty. Um, sure you so, do. It goes click. Well, yeah, I like, <laughs> I like the warning before no, I go good. click. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was something small, and in all of our testing that we have here, I mean, and we have hundreds of bolt carriers, hundreds of lower receivers and upper receivers trying all these different combinations. I mean, we have thousands of combinations of AR9s that we put together, um, and some things still slip through the cracks on something happening. Um, so as soon as we were alerted that, hey, some of these are not standing up or they're not lifting the bolt catch, you know, we were immediately on it. We got those endomags back in. We fixed the problem. Uh, turned out to be the spring. Like I was saying, the springs are not easy. Um, got the spring adjusted, sent them back out. Boom, these things were working just fine. So, and being able to adapt to that is is a big thing, uh, which is why you'll see sometimes things don't get fixed and they just repeat the problem over and over and over and over again. So it's either someone hasn't found the problem or not enough people found the problem that said anything about it. So, and again, that, that comes back to our customers that they know they can contact us. They know that we actually read our emails. We pick up our phone. Um, right. And if you have a problem in any way, shape or form, just let us know. We'll make it right. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll get it replaced. 
Right. So, um, R4 looks like has joined us. Is you late? You are late. So I'm going to dock your pay, R4, unfortunately. But uh, that'll be okay. So ghost out there. And this reminds me of something. Don't leave when we've got four or five minutes left here in this one. But don't leave, Drew, because privately I've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about, if you don't yeah, mind. No but uh, ghost out here reminded me that I wanted to talk to you about this. He says that you educated him on some problems with his Foxtrot mic. Uh, it's always, it's always nice to have you on speed dial. So, uh, he never, he never told me he got it fixed. He called me and we went, we went through some basic diagnostics. Um, and it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything like inherently wrong with Foxtrot Mike products. They make fantastic products. In fact, um, the, the FM products upper and bolt carrier is one of the most popular uppers used with endomags. So, um, ghost was having a problem. I blame user error. Yeah, then, well, it could be. It could be. <laughs> He's a marine. He never, He'll tell you that. He got it fixed. We I went through just a couple main things it could be and that I never heard from. I was like, huh, I guess he found it. Um, well, yeah, apparently. <laughs> no news is good news most of the time. That's that's what I hear anyway. Or he didn't uh, like what I had to say, and he was like, oh, no. That's true, too. Mean? It's like, I'm not going to. That guy's the idiot. I'm not calling <laughs> him again. That was ridiculous. Wes says, man, he said, now I'm thinking I need a nine millimeter upper and an endo mag. Yes. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, so and, and this isn't me. I'm not a sales guy. So that's one of the best things about being an R&D is like, I don't have to sell people on it. I can just, I can show something that works. Um, and, and, and that's me as an engineer in general is I love the, I love the, 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 the battle of, knowing there's a very obvious problem here and trying to find a way to fix it and then trying to figure out how to get it to the masses. Um, so when it comes to the endomag, you can just have both. And, and this is how I was. Um, I didn't, I didn't have an AR nine until we invented the, the endomag. I just didn't. Um, I personally didn't want Glock magazines in an AR because at the time I didn't know of any last round bull hold open guns so I was saying, and, and at the time they were also very expensive. They were upwards of like fifteen hundred bucks, and I was like, well, at that point I'm just going to save up a little more and go get a, an MP5 um, or or a clone or a, a Zenith or something, you know. Um, and I'll have the same thing, but I know that works. Um, so if if you get an endomag, um, or and, and again, everything's lifetime warranty. So if you if you just blatantly don't care and you break it. If you run it through, it, we have yet to have this happen. Um, <laughs> in the th almost three years, the endo's been out. Um, if you run it through a wood chipper or a blender and you put it back in a Ziploc baggie, and we can like remotely tell it was at one point an endo mag, right? We'll we'll still cover it under warranty. So um, awesome. these things really are resilient. Now, and one thing you'll see online, and it's kind of like the Glock argument, right? There's all these people that say, and, and by the and I'm. I'm young to the party here when it comes to uh, Glock pistols back in the 80s. Um, I wasn't even born in the 80s. Cough, cough. Um, when people are like, oh, that gun's made out of polymer. I don't want it. Why? What is, your, what is your basis on that? You see one gun or you see something made out of plastic and it breaks. You think of the, the Glock's not going to, you think the Glock's going to break too. And the Glock's the most popular pistol in the, in the country, arguably the world. Oh, and yeah. Exactly. So, so, and a little background on us, and they'll tie into this. So, we're an injection molding company. We've been injection molding. It's been a family-owned injection molding company for 50-plus years. We just celebrated the 50th anniversary this past fall. Um, so, 
we know what we're doing with polymers. You know, we develop our own polymers and we know how to run them. So the, normally you've got three aspects of that business. You've got the people who know the plastics, but they don't know how to manufacture anything or they don't know how to design anything around their plastics. And then you've got the other two, right? So we're the trifecta. We have all three. We know our plastics. We know how to develop them. We know injection molding because we are a molding house and we know how to make molds because we're a mold maker and we have full machine shot. We can, we literally can make anything. Um, barrels are difficult, but we can make them. <laughs> um, so having all that equipment allows us to develop things that other people with the same materials otherwise wouldn't have. So with the endomag, yes, it's polymer. Yes, the ejector's polymer, but the polymer doesn't have, um, it doesn't break the way that you are, that most people are familiar with plastics breaking. Typically when they see a plastic, anything breaking, it's probably like an ABS, mm -hmm. which when they get old or they see a lot of sunlight, they get very, very brittle and they just crack and they shatter. So our polymers are developed by us to be in these high heat environments um, and the high impact environments. And to be honest, a shell ejecting off of a, the, the plastic ejector is not a very high impact uh, or high force impact, I would say. Mm -hmm. So the, these things really do last tens upon tens of thousands of rounds. Our, we call it the OG endomag right. on that sucker. I mean, we stopped counting after I think it was, Oh man, I can't, I can't even remember now because we made an update to every time we make an update, you know, we start shooting again. Um, so we right. try to re reuse certain components that we haven't changed. And I think it was like 40 or 60,000 rounds of what I could combine wow. from all of the pieces of paper that we had tested. I mean, once we get through like 10,000 rounds of piece of paper, well, we start a new, we start a new log. Right. So they do last. They, they genuinely do. Um, it's when people don't read the instructions um, and it, it's a magazine. What magazine has anybody ever had to read the instructions for? So I, I totally get it. You know, you get a mag, you load it, you, you stick it to the gun, you go shoot. Um, right. I do apologize for that. By the way, that's the All machine good. behind me. Um, if uh, oh, I lost my train of thought because the machine screamed at me. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but the, Oh, so the, the reliability and the longevity of these things, um, they they genuinely do last. Um, if they didn't last, we would tell you what the lifespan is. I mean, barrel companies tell you what the lifespan of the barrels are. Sure. You know, and that's a solid slug of steel. And so far, we don't have, we genuinely don't have a lifespan on the endomag other than when people don't read the instructions. And it's like most of the time, it's very critical that you do go through the break in procedure in the instructions or uh, you can follow you can follow along with me actually in the YouTube videos. And all that does is make sure that the endomag that you're using form fits to the bolt carrier and barrel that you're using because I'm sure as you were talking before, um, before I figured out that I was an idiot and didn't know how to hook up my equipment properly. Um, <laughs> there's no standard for AR nines. There, there just isn't, um, other than the chamber, <laughs> you know, that's, that's about all there is. Uh, that's standard on an AR nine. Everybody's bolt carriers are different. Everybody's buffers are different. And you start trying to solve one problem with another. People start doing funky things with their barrels, putting feed ramps on them, or they start doing uh, very interesting things with their bolt carriers. They start putting cuts in places that they don't need to be. Um, or the worst part is when something, a change is made that appears to help, but actually causes another problem that you have no idea until it gets out to market. 
So, and that's where the AR9 industry is right now is in this absolute just <laughs> baby growing pains of trying to everybody come around to a set of standards to follow. So everybody's measurements are the same. The gun functions the same. And there's certain buffers and weights and springs and mass total masses that we can all agree upon. Once it gets to that point, breaking period is going to be a thing of the past. Um, so, and we oversize the, the ejector because we made out of plastic. And this is actually one of the biggest questions we get. Um, why don't you make the ejector out of metal? Why don't you just insert metal into the magazine? So we did in the very beginning in our prototyping phase, we actually tried to make it out of metal. And because of the lack of any standard for a bolt carrier for the AR nines, there's no way we could use metal because now you're having the metal bolt carrier and the metal ejector having a met a steel on steel contact, right? That's not a pretty <laughs> contact to have in a gun. Right. Um, so by us going through and developing a polymer specifically for this uh, environment, we actually oversized the ejector to where with the use of the break-in period, the bolt or procedure, not really a period, it all it does is allow the bolt carrier to shave away the material that's in its way. Right. And now you have form-fitted that endomag to that bolt carrier. So if you get a different bolt carrier, just go through the break-in procedure again, and then you're fine. Most of the time, when you go through it the first time, you never have to go through it again because right. they they are similar. Most of these are similar. And when you get a new bolt carrier, because once you build one, you build two, and then you build ten. That's just sure. that's how the AR is. Right. Um, so, and once you start getting more and more of these parts in, that's the only way that you see that these things are different. So, if you're buying your very first AR9, uh, my recommendation would be to find a complete upper. Where and if you contact them and say, "Hey, does this work with Endomags?" Because there are some uppers out there that do not; they only function with Glock mags, and that typically comes down to the bolt carrier. Uh, a lot of these bolt carriers that are Glock specific or Colt specific, um, sometimes they have a feature on the bolt carrier, and I wish I had one in my hand um, that I could show. But we call it the pickup lug. The pickup lug is that the front of the, the mouth of the bolt carrier. It's that little corner that actually strips the round out of the magazine. Right. Some of those pickup lugs are cut in a way where they only ever feed Glock mags or, or, or pistol magazines, where while they are all double stack, um, they're called single feed magazines, where you have one bullet up at the top of the magazine and it's at, you know, in relationship to the barrel, right. it's at the six o'clock position every single time. It's a double stack, but it's a single feed. Now a PMAG, and therefore an endomag, since it goes in a PMAG, PMAGs are double stack, double feed magazines. And that means that you have the top bullet in the magazine can be either left or right bias of center. Right. So if the bolt carrier isn't designed I, I'm not going to use the word properly because everybody designs their bolt carriers for whatever their upper is and what their application is. So um, if the bolt carrier does not have a, um, I, I, I'll say a, a proper pickup lug for double stack, double feed magazines, then you're going to have an issue trying to use that bolt carrier with an endomag where it won't pick up one round from one side or the other, or it won't pick up either rounds. It'll just skip over the top of the, of the shells in the magazine. Right. So, um, we, uh, if you have any questions, uh, as far as like, Hey, will this bolt carrier work? Will this upper kit work? Feel free to shoot us an email with the link in it, uh, support at meanarms.com. 
we're more than glad to help. Um, I absolutely love helping people build uppers online. E even if, you know, we're not selling the complete, I mean, we're not selling our uppers yet, but, um, you know, we're gun enthusiasts just right. like you guys are. So, right. um, there are, there's always some cool tech out there. I love seeing these, these Gucci guns coming out. Um, there are, there's one gentleman who's actually been doing some really badass builds with endomags. It blows my mind. It's like an, it's like an artist is taken over with endomags and everyone's asking us, Hey, does this work with this bolt? Is this how does this with Does this work with that bolt? So, um, Again, if you have any questions, feel free to email us. We'll take a peek at it, and we'll we'll try to give you the best advice that we can to help you get the the right AR9 the first time. Right, uh, Fire Fanatic jumping in out there. Haven't seen them around in a while. Go check out that site, by the way. Fire Fanatics, uh, alternative to the uh, Facebooks, and obviously Fire Fanatics is a pro gun uh, <laughs> platform. So yeah, go check them out. Drew, um, we got to get man. So oh, I run you over. I'm wanna, sorry. Well, it's not a big deal. We could go over a little while. Uh, we'll have you back on, man. And uh, maybe not even talk mean or talk guns necessarily. Uh, you mentioned aliens, and I was rather never, interested no. for some aliens. Here, so. I don't know if you know Rolo <laughs> from uh, from uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast, but uh had him on last week and i think we talked more superheroes or whatever than anything you never know on monday you never know so we don't have to talk about mean but it was good to talk about mean because i know for a fact um a lot of new folks out in the chat that uh probably weren't around when we did the last podcast and so uh by the way go check that out because uh drew i did have drew on probably a year ago now or yeah i so, think it was almost a year uh so yeah go check that out if you want to know more about mean uh, he talks a lot about the history of the company and the injection molding and a lot of that other stuff in that podcast. So if this interested you, that probably will interest you as well. Go spend an hour or so on that podcast. Uh, before we get out though, Drew, um, social media and following you guys and all of that stuff, where do they, uh, where do they do that kind of thing? So, yeah, you can follow us on at, on Instagram, our our handle is mean underscore arms. Uh, we would love if everybody could go sub bomb that because uh, right before Shot Show last year, so it would be 2019 Shot Show, uh, the <laughs> the social media gods nuked our nuked our whole account. Just no warning, no nothing. Um, we didn't post anything inappropriate on that, even for their standards, right? Right. Um, just the fact that we existed and we had. I, I can't even remember how many thousands and tens of thousands of followers we had. So we're still, we're still recovering from that, you know, and we can't, sure. we can't do any advertising on it because we're a gun company. So uh, mean underscore arms is our Instagram. Go check us out there awesome. um, as well as our YouTube channel is just mean arms and our Facebook page is also at mean arms. So we're pretty easy to find. Um, definitely check us out. And again, if anyone has anybody, any questions at all, um, feel free to email us support at mean arms or info at mean arms, depending on, if you've got a, a tech question or a product question, um, either one, we're, we're, we're excited to, hit, to, to talk with you guys. Bet. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for jumping on. Hang around, Drew. I want to talk privately with you for just a few minutes. Off the X, jumping in at the last minute. DJ dropping down those uh, emojis. So, again, shout out to the uh, Patreon folks, to the channel member folks. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, next week, Defense Dad is supposed to join me. He was out there in the chat earlier. Uh, and uh, if he is, I'm sure he can confirm that. But hopefully he'll 
join me. I don't know. We may talk about superheroes, aliens, the Illuminati. You never know on Monday. You never know. But uh, yeah, everybody go check out me. And, and I want to thank Drew again for uh, for hopping in. We've got nerd chat. We've got video releases. We've got all kinds of cool things this week that is happening. So look for that. As far as the Monday show, the lounge right now, it's closed. But uh, we'll see you next Monday. Peace.